0: One, welcome back to the Masterpiece Podcast. This is your host Elizabeth uh, Tubajika, and I hope everybody out there is doing well. If you have just logged back in, you're here for part two of the wonderful conversation I had with Brittany Danel. Brittany Dineau, her Instagram name. So, I'm just letting you know, if you guys had any questions, make sure you reach out to her and reach out to me at the Masterpiece Podcast. Um, so, Brittany, welcome back. Thanks, girl, for coming back. Absolutely. Now, Brittany, we had an amazing and very very deep and profound conversation last time about just starting off with we'll talking about generational wealth, why there's a huge gap in the uh, the the black community and people of color um, and how people can start changing their mindset and being opening to creating generational wealth for their future, and what are some of the things they can do to start off um, in in that, you know, changing the uh, narrative of, the, of their uh, generation and their future. So um, last time we kind of closed out talking about, you know, mentorship and how important that is. But to also be willing to uh, put into practice what you do get from your mentors. So uh, I'll, I'll ask you this question, just kind of piggyback off of that one. Mm-hmm. What are the greatest thing you've learned from your mentor?
1: Mm. The greatest thing I learned from a mentor is the power of believing. Mm. um and and the power of believing meaning that you've created it as done in your mind and um positioning yourself to really believe in you your capabilities and everything that you can accomplish um mm-hmm. you know writing down your goals speaking your goals the, the corny stuff this is what we call the corny stuff the stuff mm-hmm. that nobody wants to do um and and being consistent um the easiest thing to do is to fall off or to get some success and chill out. Or, you know, there's so many things that people do when it comes to their success. Um, but one thing that I've definitely learned is consistency. Um, but really the power and the magic in you believing that it's already done. Um, the minute that you say your goal out loud, that's that's when it was done. And once I understood that power and the, the way that I can create my reality based mm-hmm. off of what I think about and what I've mm-hmm. created in my mind, if I understand the power of believing, the magic of believing, the understanding, um, the way that my mind works, then I have the ability to now create the lifestyle that I so richly deserve.
0: Mm. So, when we talk about like um, creating, you know, creating that possibility, you know, it mm-hmm. starts up by believing. You you are what you think, basically. Mm-hmm. If if you don't believe you can get it, then you won't get. So, how do we start to create the idea of? The, uh, the mindset or that belief or expectation of creating multiple streams of income? How do we start off? Like, how, how does one start off by believing they can actually, a lot of Black people don't even believe that they can actually have multiple streams of income?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I definitely think one of the biggest things when it comes to belief um, mm-hmm. is
1: who you're around. Yeah. Um, you have to be willing to uh, get around people that be- that believe and understand things that are different than you mm-hmm. um, you know you have to position yourself to understand that I, the, the way that I create the experience for myself is one experiences right so mm-hmm. experiences what am I experiencing am I afraid to go into the Bentley dealership because I know I can't afford it well mm-hmm. I've already created that because now I'm going in there because I know I can't afford it Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm not going there because I can't afford it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's when you're believing, you're be- you're beginning with the end in mind. So I'm believing and knowing that what I want is already done. Like I literally just watched my mentor walk off the Bentley dealership lot with a Bentley that he's been looking at for the last year. You know what I'm saying? That now mm-hmm. he's put in the work. But he, before he got the Bentley, the Bentley was on his phone. The Bentley was in his house. Like mm-hmm. he saw the Bentley, you know what I mean? Visualizing. Creating yeah. the environment but you have to also go and go feel the Bentley. What does it feel yeah. like? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Absolutely. Go into the Louis Vuitton store. Go, what does it feel like? And then you have to create, it's really, it, it all boils down back to goals. Like, yeah. what do you want? You know what I mean? And when you understand that and you understand those things in regards to what you desire, then mm-hmm. you're able to put those things into understanding how do I get it? And mm-hmm. what what does it feel like? Feeling too. Feeling is a big thing. Like, I have to feel it you know what I mean yeah Um, yeah there was an audio that I listened to and said how do you know when you're ready for a goal and it says when when you have no more doubts yeah when you have no more doubt and what that looks like is um is you want to understand that I'm not doubting my ability to do it I have to believe that it's done I have to feel like it's done so -hmm. what does it feel like when you make ten thousand dollars a month when you're a six-figure earner where do you mm-hmm. eat? What do you drive? Mm-hmm. What do, how do you dress? And then you go into those places to now create that feeling in that environment because once you've experienced if you feel... My my husband and I we went with our mentor, uh, Mr. MNTA, to uh, uh, this restaurant in Houston and he, he got us a party bus <laughs> and we went yeah. to this, like, this very, very expensive restaurant in Houston or what I thought was expensive at the time. Yeah, uh, Restaurant in Houston, you, we were making like $5,000 a month in business. He was making $500,000 a month in business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like 20x uh, or 100x. <laughs> what yeah. we make? And he said, uh, when we got to the restaurant, you could just look at, the, you could feel, uh, you felt uncomfortable because, you know, I don't even know how much this cost. Like it looked, it, you know, how people <laughs> say it looks, it looked rich. It looks exactly. expensive. Yeah. I don't think I can afford this. And so, you know, with that being said, when we were there, um, he said, if you feel uncomfortable being in here, then that means you're not here enough. Ooh. If you're uncomfortable in places where you say you want to be, like you say yeah. you want to be rich, you say you want to be a millionaire, you say you want to be wealthy, but you're not positioning yourself and putting yourself in environments that make you now feel that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he yes. said, if you feel uncomfortable, then that means you need to come to places like this more often. If you can't afford it, order some tea, mm. order, order a salad, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Go to the mm-hmm. one of the most expensive hotels in your city sit mm-hmm. there order some tea right mm-hmm. like pe- mm. people feel like i gotta go oh i got if i can't afford it i can't be there no go go okay you want to go to louis vuitton what what's my we we had a an objective there was a party that they had uh in, when we were in vegas i talked about this on the last one when we were in yeah. vegas there was a party my mentor threw it was a versace party it was at the bellagio hotel at the in, in the chairman suite and chairman is a position in our company where you're now making six figures right so it was in the chairman suite that's literally what it was called. And you had to have on real Versace for you to get into the party. Right? Oh, so, wow. You know, there's yeah. some people that are coming. You had to have real <laughs> Versace on in order for you to even be admitted into the party. And, and a lot of people were like, why I got to be real? <laughs> like, Yeah. You be like... <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was a belief thing, though, because yeah. people believe that when I have more money, I'm going to just randomly just start making big purchases and buying stuff at Gucci for $600, $100,000, and a t-shirt for $200. No, you have to create that environment. Like, if you've never done it before, you're not just going to start doing it just because, you know, you feel like it. No, you have to go experience that to now realize that it wasn't that bad, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. or it's, it's not that expensive, like, that's where your mind starts to shift to as you start to adjust what you're doing in life. And so for us, it was like, okay, let's go into. We, we, he had my husband was like, I cannot believe I'm about to spend two hundred dollars on a t-shirt. This shirt better make me, make me, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I, I got a four hundred dollar belt and all that kind of stuff like that. But it was right. Like, Now, when you spend that kind of money, it doesn't feel the same because your 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 um perspective on money is different on what's expensive or what's now. You go to a restaurant and okay, cool. This this steak this meal doesn't even come with sides. Like you got to order the sides separately, and Mm -hmm. so I'm just paying for a steak. It's seventy dollars for a steak, you know. But Mm -hmm. it's all about perspective because now you put yourself in that environment. Now that you've done it. Or you've looked at the menu, you ordered a salad, but you yeah. have to get in the environment because you have to start adjusting and feeling where you're going. If exactly. you stay where you are, you'll never feel like you're able to accomplish
0: where you want to be. And a lot of speak a lot of motivational speakers always talk about that. Like if you're not exposed to it. You, you know if all you know is what you know what would you want something better exactly and and i think that's like a return on your investment like even like how people don't want to go to like a, a public speaker or don't want to pay for a certain amount for a course like you Hold have on, to goodness. be willing to invest like they say you have to give you have to give money pay money to make money it's and, and it's funny because i just put that on twitter yesterday when i was talking uh-huh. about
1: um, you know, I spent $90,000 out of pocket for school. So $9,000 a semester for five years Yeah, $90,000, but, yeah. And, and we get people that tell us like, we just went to, um, went to Bob Proctor, um, in January and last June and the tickets are a thousand dollars for VIP and mm-hmm. there's two of us. So it's yeah. double. We went to Tony Robbins and, um, his Unleash the Power Within event in, I love him. in mm-hmm. November and, um, the tickets that we paid for were $1,200 and they were in the nosebleeds. Like, I want you to understand when I say the nosebleeds, <laughs> like it was so cold up there because it was in the nosebleeds. Yeah. And so, and I'm like, these tickets were $1,200 and this is my what? seat, but the people who were on the floor, their tickets were four thousand forty five hundred dollars Oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, but, but the individuals that you meet in those places, there's something there's, there's people on the floor who will say, yeah, you know, last time I was here, um, you know, we had just sold our company for 70 million. Um, we just mm-hmm. started another company We're looking to sell that soon, too. Uh, so I just came back to Tony Robbins and one of my mentors, uh, Iman Tapia, he said before he went to a Tony Robbins seminar and him and his mm-hmm. wife, they spent, you know, a, a, another bit of money on on doing some more courses with him. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, he said, I went from making 70,000 a year to $70,000 a, a day.
0: That's, that's the goal. A day. So, but it has yeah.
1: to you have to get a new environment around different yeah. people that like I would never even think about seventy two thousand dollars a day had I not known that somebody was doing it that's that's you know my mentor's yeah. mentor's mentor like that's directly close to me, and that's yeah. where you start to feel like okay, this is where it's attainable at, and so you know that's where the power of believing, but a lot like they said, seeing is believing. And so, one, you have to find somebody that you can look at that has what you want. But the other mm-hmm. thing is, like I talked about before, is your subconscious mind and you creating those pictures for yourself. Like I said, my mind doesn't know that I'm looking at, you know, a piece of cardboard that says $100,000 a month. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know that that's cardboard. It's mm-hmm. it's attracting now. It's embedding into my mind that $100,000 a month is done. And so mm-hmm. that's where you have to create. Um, you have to create that. But believing comes from your environment. It comes from what you experience. It comes from. Um, um, you know, you now being able to speak it and say it and walk it and talk it like it's already done, and beginning with the end in mind.
0: Talk about the fear of success and failure. You know, I've mm-hmm. heard that a lot from a lot of people. Um, it's either they're afraid of. One of the quotes I love from Nelson Mandela, that, that's well, not Nelson Mandela. The original person was Marion Williamson. And it says, you know, our, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful. beyond mm-hmm. measure. A lot of people are afraid of success because of how it will make other people look at them. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they are, you know, there's multiple reasons. But some people are really afraid of success because either, yeah. Your life will change. There are sacrifices. But also, you know, you hear a lot of, of successful people say that. Or celebrities, oh, you know, people started looking at me different. But I didn't change. You, your perspective of me changed. Mm-hmm. How does one, because that's another hindrance. A lot of people feel that guilt to, so you know, someone coming from the project. or whatever, a community where nobody did what you did. And they're afraid of stepping out and doing, making money or making moves. Because they're afraid of how people will think of them. One number I learned I learned from Bob Proctor. He's the number one prosperity coach
1: in the world. He said, "What people think of you is none of, none of your business."
0: Yes, I've heard that before.
1: Mm-hmm. What people and and that's what I had to start accepting because I was there too. You know where I was yeah. like so focused on oh I don't want to tell anybody about my business because people keep talking about these forex people and all this stuff and all the negative connotations that's around it. and I'm like the truth of, or people talk about network marketing and network marketing is a pyramid scheme and I'm like the truth of the matter is. I'm actually educated in the information. I'm educated in the industry um, of network marketing, multi-level marketing, and understanding that this is a business model where a lot of people utilize it. Think about Cash App. Think about Cash App says, if you send this link to somebody, you'll get $5. Uber Eats says, if you send this link and your friend buys something off of Uber Eats, now you get $10 free delivery. Like It's stuff that mm-hmm. we see all the time, but it's when it's going to actually benefit you that we now have these objections and these feelings of so a lot of people fear that like that's why I said this on my last call that um there was a young lady who was like well you know I don't know about that forex stuff like I don't you know you talking about having access to the information but I'm like what if I don't understand it I'm like that's the problem is that you already went with an automatic defeat you started Mm -hmm. this defeated saying that you wouldn't understand it you don't know Mm -hmm. that though you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we'll focus more on what can go wrong instead of what can go right, like I talk to people all day long and they're like, "Well, well, can't you lose money?" I'm like, "Yeah, but what if you don't yeah well well i, I mean, you know, I'm not that good with money, and i ain't I ain't never you know had no finance degree, and I don't know if I'll understand it, and I was like, "Yeah, but what if you do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and And I always shift their mindset because a lot of people we're 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 programmed to think negative before we ever can think that something can happen good for us, yeah. I'm always going to think about the negative first, and so when it comes to that aspect of fear, fear more. I fear being in poverty more than I fear being being <laughs> judged for going to seek success. None of my Listen. friends, none of my friends personally do the business, and so I, I've also come to terms with I need my friends that's going to just be my friends too. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but I can't be. I, I'm not validated by other people's opinions, and I think in a social media day and age, that's what we're we're validated by people's you know, accepting us and people saying mm-hmm. that that's good. And people patting us on the back and that's just mm-hmm. us as people like, that's just what we want. Now I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I don't want it, but I have mm-hmm. to stop being validated by it. Yeah. You can be driven by it and saying that in order for me to be successful, I need somebody to say that this is going to work. See, cause yeah. there were a lot of, te- it was more people telling me that this wasn't going to work than those that were telling me it was going to work. So, why would I be listening to the people that are telling me what's not going to work for me who are also doing exactly what I'm doing. So it's not working for us. This is not working for us. So I have to choose a different route and I can't, I'm unapologetic about it. I mean, and there were, there was a period in my time in in my entrepreneurship career that I was fearful of success. Like, and I realized that when it came to like, yo, I'm not even doing what I'm capable of because I I, I'm like, part of me is like, well, what if this don't actually work for real? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's where I got into that mentality where I'm like, what if it does? So then I started thinking about all the ways that I could be as amazing as I am. I haven't even tapped into my greatest potential and that's what everybody who's listening understand that you haven't even tapped into your greatest potential of who you really should be because you're holding yourself back, one, to please people or to be in a place where, oh, I just want to make sure that everybody's still cool. You know, if I elevate, like, no, if I elevate, I can either bring you with me yeah. Or, or you can you can also watch and just be my friend. That's okay, too. Like, I'm cool <laughs> with that. But that's it goes back to your goals and what do you want? Do I want to be accepted more than I want to have the life that I want to mm. where I could get my husband off his job or I could, you know, my husband and I can retire our parents and mm-hmm. say, you know what? You don't want to work. You don't have to. Like, here, here, I'll give you this every single month. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Being able to create an income for my mother-in-law where she makes money every single week, whether she works or not. You know what I mean? And so yes. when I look at stuff like that, it's like, I can't be worried about what nobody else thinks about it, and I'm not afraid to succeed. But you also have to have... Uh, this goes back to environment. My friends, um, our friends, are, are people that are very, very encouraging on what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. have to do it for them to now be like, yo, we're proud of y'all. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that proud of y'all goes a long way, whether you yeah. do what we do or not. You know what I mean? You still have to have your camp, You know, your parents, your family, the individ- your friends, are. Or- That's where mentorship comes in because there might be a time and period where nobody in your life even likes you because they don't believe in what you're doing and you don't like them because they don't believe in what you're doing. And so because of that, you have to have mentorship. You have to have a community. This is where the vehicle comes in again so -hmm. that you can have somebody that's in your corner saying, you know what, you can do this
0: yeah mm, beautiful you need a tribe like i always believe having a tribe and absolutely exists, there's so many different people so when we go back to like starting with the mindset what are ways that people can, how okay so some, not everybody's entrepreneurial mm-hmm. not everybody wants to start businesses but how are different ways of people because i want the black community you know the minorities the people of color mm-hmm. how do they get started starting how do they start shifting because with this whole COVID 19 and everything that's happened you know if you all you had was your nine to five oh, Lord. And, and you got laid off like mm-hmm. you 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 get what i'm saying like i do when we talk about those top 10 they're not they're not struggling right now they're making money off of this whole pandemic still
1: mm-hmm.
0: so how do we educate those people on how to diversify their income like how to make have multiple streams of income can you give some ideas and resources
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, particularly in what I do, you know, we educate people on how to multiply their money um, in the foreign exchange market, digital currency markets. Um, And in knowing what I know now, uh, if you know what we know and you understand that we're exchanging economies, right? If you think about it, if I go to, I went to, I talked to a guy in Uganda um, Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago and I said, if I give you $20, what would that be for you? He said, it'll be 72,000 shillings. Right. And so yeah. he would get a lot of money if I sent him a hundred bucks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. rich over mm-hmm. there. But if he gave me 72,000 shillings, it would only be 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, and so that's what happens. Their money made or lost in these transactions. And so when there's a difference between uh making your money in the stock market versus in the foreign exchange market it's a 6.6 trillion dollar a day industry but we make money whether it goes up or down because it's just economy so as the stuff that's been going on in the world in the year 2020 alone has been happening and transpiring forex traders have been making the most money we've
0: ever made because of what's going on so can you tell can you tell the audience what exactly foreign exchange is
1: yeah, it's the exchanging of currencies. Like I said, if yeah. you go to a different country right now, right? You said you were asking like where are you where's you yeah, yeah. from?
0: Yeah, I'm from we're actually from Central Africa, Congolese. Okay, so what's yeah. the currency over there? Girl, I I couldn't tell you haven't been there in a long time. (laughs) But there is a different currency. But it's
1: it's probably be like a dollar to a hundred, definitely. Right. So when you look at that's what Forex is. Like I went to London in um February and I had to give my US dollars to them and get back the Great Britain Pound. That's Mm -hmm. what Forex is. This is Mm -hmm. stuff people's been doing for their whole life. They just Mm -hmm. don't know it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then I tell people all the time, like I said, the foreign exchange market is literally just that you're exchanging one currency for another. It's the largest financial market in the world, bigger than the stock market. It's what's funding the stock market because it's just cash. No Mm -hmm. matter what country you go to and you exchange that currency for another currency, it's still just currency. It's still money. It's still spendable. And so that's what foreign exchange is. And mm-hmm. this is what the banks do with our money. So if you've ever went to like your mobile banking and like it was ever temporarily unavailable, that's when the banks are trading your money and they exchange your money in the foreign exchange market. So despite mm-hmm. what everybody says about Forex, I tell them all the time, you know, we don't need you to do. It's already happening to you. What we've yeah. now found is for you to now learn how to make it happen on your behalf, the same way the banks are already doing with your money anyway.
0: Mm.
1: So, um, you know, like I said, it's a six point six trillion dollar a day industry and what we we're, were profitable in understanding which which value of which currency has the greater or lesser value in comparison to the other. So when mm-hmm. when when unemployment rates went up, right, when unemployment mm-hmm. rates went up um, in the United States, that means anything that was going to be in, uh, com- next to the dollar. So that means the, the euro to the U.S. dollar the the great britain pound to the u.s dollar the japanese yen to the u.s dollar the u.s dollar's value was changing because of the unemployment rates so now Mm -hmm. we're making money off of knowing oh look cool we need to buy this pair because the values of the dollars going down we're just going to buy it oh we need to sell that because the value of the dollar is going down we're going to sell it right and so it's Mm -hmm. but that's where we come into place because a lot of people don't know this stuff but it's just access to information. I did, I got a music degree. This is not information I learned at, <laughs> at
0: school. Exactly.
1: Self-education is what we were talking about. Self-education will pay you more in a lifetime than your traditional education and higher learning. And I'm not saying that because I'm a college dropout. I'm saying that as somebody who has two degrees and a master's in business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. so understanding the foreign exchange market and then the difference is um you know when it comes to stocks like if you don't have a lot of money it's not gonna make sense if you buy a stock for 150 dollars a day, that stock has to grow to 300 dollars for you to now make back what you put in mm-hmm. it has to double mm-hmm. in the foreign exchange market you can trade with as little as 10 dollars i talked to a lady yesterday um who um not yesterday but a couple weeks ago she's in the dc area and she put $150 in her trading account. She had a $2,200 day trading. That's more than I used to make at my full-time job that she made in a day from $150. There's a difference where if you were to put that $150 in the stock market, if this stock doesn't now grow to a $300 stock, you don't even make $150 back. If it grows to $155, I made 5 bucks. So yeah. for people who invest in the stock market, they have a lot of them have a lot more capital to make. it Yeah, make sense
0: absolutely. They with, need at least about ten thousand dollars or more. Exactly. Even start. Yeah, exactly. And so the barrier
1: of entry with Forex is a lot lower. And when people say like people think Forex really just came out of nowhere, which I can understand why, because the truth of the matter is, if a few short years ago, if you didn't have a three million dollar net worth and one hundred thousand dollars to invest, you couldn't be in the conversation about the foreign exchange market. So now, thanks to something called retail brokers, we're able to participate for as little as $10, making the, inform- the, making the opportunity accessible to people like me and you. Um, but not only that, the education costs a lot, too. I told you my husband wanted to learn it. He was being charged $6,000. There's a mm-hmm. place here in Georgia that's 15000 for your first year. Robert mm-hmm. Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad author. He has a course that's $55,000 on the same information. So now what we've been able to do is make it economical for the everyday person to be able to learn some new information
0: and change their mm-hmm. entire life now because of what they know. Tell the listeners on how they can get involved or how they can find more about like your program on the aspect on the aspect of uh, foreign exchange.
1: Yeah, um, I have a website that they can go to. It's Com. my husband and I. Uh, we break down everything of what it is that we do and how we do it and how you could do it too. So that's W-I-N with W-I-T-H, the T-H-E, Garrisons, G-A-R-R-I-S-O-N-S um dot com. And we break down exactly why people need to understand finance and why people need to understand how to make money work for them, and um, as well as how we educate on the pro on the forex and digital currency and how you could do it too. I mean, and it's not hard. That's how people all the time mm-hmm. trade it trading isn't hard. It's just new. (laughs) That's Mm it. It's just something different. And, um, you know, our system is so incredible that you're able to learn from people that are made six, seven, eight, nine figures who are literally saying, this is what I'm about to go do to make money right now. And you could do it with me. You don't even have to be a master to be profitable. You have to be a master learner. You have to be willing to learn. You have to be a copycat. If you copy Mm -hmm. like that, you'll get the
0: right results. (laughs) I like that. And, and, um, so, so talk about like, um, like how to, and guys, I'll put the link on the website of her businesses with her and her husband on this podcast. So you should be able to just click on the link directly. Talk about like other ways that people can make money. You have that, and you know, because a lot of people think, okay, I have my full 1K, mm. you know, I have my HRA, like I'm all good. <laughs> I'm set, you know, mm-hmm. I have that working for me. So talk about how it's important to that that's not enough basically and if you read the rich dad poor dad book you'll understand that too so talk about how that how other ways to make let's talk about first like why that's not enough and then let's talk about like other ways that people can make money as well on top of that
1: yeah i believe in statistics so um there's a statistic out that says that 60 69 of americans don't have a thousand dollars in their bank account But most people Mm -hmm. are working. So imagine all the people that ended up in the pandemic crisis where you don't have your job anymore or your job decided not to pay out and you don't have a thousand dollars saved up at all. That's not even what most people's living expenses are. So when you look at I've been working for five years at my job, I give them 80 hours every other week for my paycheck. But a lot of people don't pay attention to the fact that most of us don't get paid. Our bills do. So we Mm -hmm. do what we're doing for us to make enough money to pay our bills. And then that's yeah. it. We don't have anything else to do anything else with.
0: Living paycheck to paycheck.
1: So, um, you know, basically with all of that is that you have to understand, I think what the pandemic has shown to most people is that I've, when you think about entrepreneurship and people trying different things like multi-level marketing and making a residual income and stuff like that or getting into real estate, a lot of people don't do it because they're like, oh, well, I have a job, I'm good hmm I'm like oh no my job I need that steady check but when that mm-hmm. check stopped being steady now people are looking at different ways to make money because you thought it was steady and you focused so much on the fact that you were good at work that you never looked into anything else in case your job quit you first yeah and one of my, one of my, uh, my brothers uh, D.L. Woods he says all the time he says um, nobody ever drove around in a car with a spare tire because they had a flat they drove around mm-hmm. with a spare tire in case they got one and mm. so what's your spare tire for your finances? Like, what is your spare tire for your job? Like, what is your spare tire? And most people don't even think about stuff like that until it's too late. Until now, mm. you're in this whole, oh, I haven't had my job in all this time. What are the stimulus checks going to come? Because I don't have enough money. I can't pay my, yeah. bills. my bills. Your bills don't stop. You know what I mean? So you have to find more ways to create money that aren't attached to your labor. Mm. Because even with businesses, like, Now, I was watching Love and Hip Hop, My Guilty Pleasure. I love it, too. That last episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, you know, when they came in to shut down production because they couldn't work anymore, and I heard Kirk Frost, this is people like you're looking at because they live in a life. Oh, they got all the stuff. They got the big They got the drip. They got the big house. They got got all this stuff. And he said, how are we supposed to eat? Hmm. But this is somebody that you would look at as a normal person and say, oh, he's a celebrity. They got it going on. No, their businesses were shut down, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got a yeah. bunch of brick and mortars and mm. you know, you can't now operate them at all. So now we have to find more intangible ways to make money as well because okay, cool, yeah, I can start a barbershop, but if nobody's getting haircuts for 2 months and 3 months, now what happens to my barbershop? My income is still I still got to pay the the rent on it or pay my mortgage, but I don't have any clients. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So when it comes to intangible ways to make money, I always talk about stuff that's going to be residual. So, um, you know, that's investing. Um, multi-level marketing allows you to not be a business owner where you've done something once. Um, and you're consistently compensated for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like
0: mm-hmm. my
1: husband and I were still, we're still making money on what we started three years ago. And mm-hmm. now it's uh, the income increases, but, The way that your income increases is simply by what am I doing? Like, I I remember having a conversation with him. We were planning our wedding. I was like, what's beautiful about what we do is that if I want to make more money, I just have to go do a little bit more work. Yeah. I got to go help a couple more people. And so sales is the highest paid. Sales and leadership are two of the highest paid professions. So you have to go find a way for you to sell something. That might be a course. Like, I have a lot of friends in the music industry who who are supposed to be on tour. And they mm-hmm. couldn't go on tour anymore. So I'm like, yo, you need to put together a virtual course so you can now sell to people the information mm-hmm. that you have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's something
0: that now once you've done it, people can consistently purchase. hmm And I actually heard, I don't know if you know Dana Chanel. Uh-huh. She was talking about... Um, how how important it is to be in a service-based business yeah because it's something like journeys times it's always going to be needed mm-hmm. people are always going to be you know and you mentioned sales that's that's definitely definitely important it's like you know find a way to use what you know and make a profit for it, you know make 100%. a profit out of it yeah what are some other ways that you would suggest like that you've been seeing or that you would recommend
1: um i would definitely say um you got to find, find a way to give value. Like people want information. The informa- this is an information age. Like I've seen stuff on Instagram all the time and I end up buying courses and classes mm-hmm. and, and podcasts and books and all this stuff mm-hmm. that just off of somebody who's sharing their expertise. Um, so if you have an expertise in something, be an expert and, and sell it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Be the best mm-hmm. that you can be and provide somebody else some value that might help take their life to the next level because of what you know. I'm not a marketing guru. I'm good at network marketing,
0: but yeah.
1: when it comes to direct marketing and like how do I brand myself, stuff like that, I'm always looking to learn. And so when you think about, okay, everybody's in the house, how can I provide them something so that they can be better when they come out? Right? If you yeah. if you do video editing, you know what I mean? You gotta go, like I said, network with individuals where you can go go utilize Fiverr right i go Mm -hmm. Fiverr all the time to go get my logos made video stuff done absolutely Um, you gotta put your put yourself out there the other thing is you have to be willing to put yourself out there too so people even know what you do so that you can actually provide people anything Mm -hmm. um but i gotta say it i mean you gotta you gotta learn how to make your money multiply without having to do any of that though you know what i mean yeah yeah. i talk to people all the time i'm like all right cool if you got a real like musicians for us or like athletes you know we just got a, a nba player signed to our organization and um You know, we were having a conversation and I was like, at the end of the day, bro, the NBA is still your job and the NBA is closed too. How do you make Mm -hmm. money now? Yeah. Because people don't put it into perspective when you think that you're good. At the end of the day, you have to learn about how to invest your money somewhere so that your money is always producing you some income. If I cannot work, if let's say I break my toe, like, (laughs) You know, yeah. I can't run on the field anymore, whatever. What how do I make my money? Where's my yeah. money coming from? If I can't sing anymore, where does my money come from? Where am I investing my money to make it to make more money? When you understand mm-hmm. wealth and you understand finances, people people save their money because they're saving for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. And rich people save their money to invest it.
0: Yeah.
1: They're saving it to put it into something that's going to produce more income. Like if you're just saving your money to sit in the bank, the, the banks are getting rich in the foreign exchange market on your money. But what are you doing with your money to invest into, whether that might be yourself, whether that might be into that course, so that you can learn something different, so that you can do something different. You have to find a way to invest your money into something so it's always producing an income, whether you're able to or not, Yeah. whether you're able to show up or not.
0: Exactly. The investment
1: world is a place like even if that's real estate like you might go get you an Airbnb go get you a, a property go invest your money into a property all this money you got saved up go invest it into somebody's property so that you can now have three four five tenants that are paying you $2,000 a month
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's mm-hmm. $10,000 from one property that you're now making six figures from that one property a year
0: yeah like that's, that's,
1: that's, that's what you got to think about doing with your money it's not just about making it it's about making it grow. Like, you got to learn two principles around money. Um, and I'll wrap up with this one. You got to learn two principles about money. The first principle is how to keep it, right? Not spending the money that you don't even have yet. Like, oh, I know I'm about to get my check, though. So I mm-hmm. know what I'm going to do with it. No. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's about living below your means, right? Mm-hmm. People make more money and they create more expenses. No, live below your means, not not above your means. You need to live under right there's there's uh and the second thing is you have to learn how to make it grow uh and for the listeners that are on right now i'm gonna teach you something it's called what to do with a dollar because if mm-hmm. you understand this and you understand where to put your money then it will you start to see what have i been doing with it all along right mm-hmm, And so mm-hmm. when you have your money what to do with a dollar 10 percent you pay yourself that's why i said a lot of people pay their bills but they'll never get to enjoy the money that they work so hard for
0: yeah
1: so pay yourself give yourself something if that means, that means if you make $10,000 a month, I, I can afford myself $1,000 to splurge on me. This is my, I'm spending it money. Not to save, yeah. it, not to, yeah. My <laughs> guilty is, pla- yeah, whatever I want. This is for me, right? Yeah. And then 25% goes to your living expenses. This is where most people need to get it. Because if you look at your living expenses, when I learned this, my living expenses were almost 70% of my income. So mm-hmm. when I'm trying to figure out why it feels like I don't have any money, I found it. It was because my living expenses are so high. So you have two options there. You lower your expenses or you make more money and keep mm-hmm. your expenses where they are. Mm-hmm. And so 25% is where your living expenses need to be. If you're in the entrepreneurship world, uh, you got to pay taxes. Like We have to pay them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. We don't yeah. get them taken out of nothing. So 25% you need to be putting away for taxes. Then, of course, tithing and giving your 10%. Um, if you mm-hmm. can tithe, tithe. If you want to give to a charity, whatever, 10%. Right. And then Mm -hmm. 20% towards your savings and investments Mm -hmm. because now I have money to save and I have money to invest. So when I'm going to go invest in something, it's coming from my investment account, not from my savings account, not from nothing else. It's coming from my actual investment account because I put this money aside for the moment in which I want to invest into something. And then you put 10% away for your business and your education. So this is where where I do see this course that I want to purchase that's $1,000 or you know $5,000. I have this money put aside where I'm always inv- able to invest into education, but I don't have to make it make sense. I have I have an account that's for that. I have a, a section where I give myself 10% on a m- monthly basis or a weekly basis, biweekly basis. And now mm-hmm. if I make $10,000 a month, now, at the end of the year, I have a $12,000 pot for just my education or what I, or maybe I want to start a business. Maybe I want to yeah. invest into a business, whatever. Now I got yeah. my 20% that's, what's that? $10,000, 2000 times 12. So I now got $24,000 in my savings and investment account. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and then I've been able to live life and do stuff for myself along the way because I've now been able to spend just $12,000 on. Being cute or getting some new gadgets or <laughs> taking a Enjoying trip, enjoy your money, right? Whatever I want to do, enjoy it. Like I want to yeah. enjoy it too. I didn't work this
0: hard to just, you know, work this hard. Absolutely. And you've done it so well. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. So proud of you. And I I, I want to kind of let end this off. Like we've learned so much, guys. Again, if you have any questions, make sure you check out Brittany on Instagram, Brittany at Brittany uh, D. we'll write it down to you. So you'll be able to find her. Um, let her know if you have any questions, if you're inter- interested in what she's doing, interested in how to, you know, be more financial literate, and how she can help you make money. She has actually a great website that has testimonials. You know, she'll give you that information. But Brittany, do you have any closing or last words? Like, what would you tell? Um, I actually did have a question that I, I think my, my listeners would appreciate. Mm-hmm. So you married a boss man. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a boss woman. Can you talk a little bit about like how you knew, like what kind of men were you looking for? Knowing for all the boss or girl bosses out there. You know, how did you, what kind of man were you looking for? Because, you know, there's dating potential, there's dating, you know, all all these different qualities that girls look for. But how did you know you met a man that, because you already already knew who you were. Like, Mm -hmm. how did you select the type of guy you wanted to be? What attracted you to a guy?
1: Well, I wouldn't say I already knew who I was. Like, my husband and I, we met in college. So, I met him when I was 20. I was still Mm -hmm. in a discovery phase. (laughs) Oh,
0: really? Okay. okay. I definitely...
1: Um, he was 20 I was 20 I think we grew up together Um, there were Mm. a lot of things that we learned together about ourselves but one thing that I believe that is important for women to look at is what is his vision in life Mm -hmm. and if he has a vision that you believe in and that you can follow you know, follow him because I remember having conversations when he was a business major, I was a music major, and I was like, you know, what do you really want to do? And he was talking about philanthropy and he was talking mm-hmm. about investments and he was talking mm-hmm. about, you know, I don't really know how any of this is going to happen, but this is what I want my life to look like. This is what I want my life's work to look like. And that mm-hmm. was something that I fell in love with was what he wanted to do with his life and you know, not in a gold digging kind of way, like Yeah <laughs> but in a <laughs> In, a, in an inspirational now I way. Start, now I start helping you plan around those things to help yeah. you um, figure out how to birth your vision. That's what we do as women. We birth things. And so that even mm-hmm. goes down to the visions that the man carries. Um, it is up to us to now help him execute the vision. And um, so find somebody who, who's worth following, like they have something that they decide to do. And I, that means by no way, shape or form did he have his life intact. I didn't have my life intact either. We were, We met in college. So we're still trying to figure life out in general, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he had somewhere that he wanted to go that he aspired to be. And so did I, um, you know, I had somewhere that I want something that I wanted to do. And then I was also then also, ladies, and this is not in a boss kind of way. It's just you have to be willing to do what you want to do. You, I, I'm pretty sure my husband can attest to this, but like <laughs> men like a woman that also has something going for herself. Less. Yes, I'm, I'm not just trying to be caught up in what you're doing because. it it was my husband that allowed me to pursue entrepreneurship where he went to get a job that he hated just so that I could do it. And when I went to go look for a job, he was like, you didn't move to Atlanta for a job you wanted to work. You should have stayed at home. We're Mm. not here for that. And so Mm. I got this, I got us until you get this done. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it was, that was another reason why I didn't quit. Like, when it comes to business, we talked about this multiple times, like you have to have something that's so compelling um, for yourself for you to really feel like, yo, I don't have a choice but to win because there's somebody depending on me and there's somebody that I need to, I need to do this for. And so for me, it was him. I had to get him off. He gave me my room to grow. He gave me a whole year and and some change of trying to figure things out. And so I owed it to him to spend all the last last two years before he was able to leave his job to be consistent, to be persistent, Mm -hmm. to make sure that I, I grind. Um, so have your own vision of where you see and then you guys put your vision together of where you guys want to build as a family Who who? what does, what does your team look like you know mm-hmm. our team is team Garrison what does team Garrison stand for what is our vision what is our mantra what is our motto you know what I mean and that's why we set it up as win with the Garrison because we believe that anybody comes in contact with us is going to win because we are winners and we produce winners and we desire to see people win that is our goal in life is to help people be able to like I said, make enough money part time so that they can, you know, pursue their dreams and goals full time because money's no longer an issue, you know, to educate people and empower their mentality so that they can believe in themselves. that They could do absolutely anything in the world to just help people to be better people, be a better wife, be a better husband, be a better man, be a better child, be a better friend, whatever we can do by empowering you to believe that you could do so. But, um, you know, I'm not going to say that I was whole, but I believe that because of him. Um, I found mm-hmm. my, he, he, was my, my wholeness, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But you also mm-hmm. have to be a whole person when you're coming to somebody, um, yes. but you have to be willing to grow through yourself in that process and that person has to be willing to grow through it with you Now, if they're not willing then that's a different story but we were willing to grow through the process because we understood that we were young you know people used to be mm-hmm. like is he going to propose tonight his parents are coming to thanksgiving dinner <laughs> and i'm like i hope not if he proposed we're gonna have some other questions that i need to ask him like Ooh. what are you doing like i yeah. you know i, I, I love know this doesn't make sense and you, you have to have that vision because you know yeah. where you guys are going yeah. You know, so um, you know, it's just all about it's it's not just love, it's not just all lilies and roses and you know, it's really it's it's work and marriage alone is work. That's a whole yeah. nother entity. Being married to somebody is work because now your life is their life, their life is your life, and we come mm-hmm. together to create a life now that we're going to create for somebody else. Now we're gonna bring other people into the world, but we're building a lifestyle so that their life is significantly different. We're building a lifestyle so our parents can live the way we want to but now we're mm-hmm. coming together with goals it's 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 a business marriage is a business too because mm-hmm. you're coming in it with a blueprint of this is what we desire this is how we want to live we want to be able to pick up on a wednesday and just say mm-hmm. hey i booked us a hotel <laughs> in vegas yeah for tonight hey you want to go to dinner let's go to houston oh you want tacos let's go to mexico you know yeah. what i mean like, yeah <laughs> that's that's I the love kind it. of lifestyle that we want to live so now it's going to take some temporary sacrifices For us to now be able to say okay this is what we have to do to get what we want so that we can live this life that we so richly deserve and so but it's 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 love it's respect it's trust it's loyalty it's um vulnerability you have to be willing to be your whole self and i think that's what that's what made me love him the most still does um Mm because we're quarantine will show you a lot about your relationships absolutely (laughs) marriage Um, but I I tell people all the time that, um, you know, I I always loved him for being authentic with loving me, you know what I mean? Um, and being so caring. He's a very giving person. He's like probably the dopest person I know in my life. (laughs) Like, um, and so you just have to be also willing to grow with them. Like there's some things that you don't always like, but it's it's growing pains, and you're you're mm-hmm. becoming your best version of yourself. Especially because if you're young, if you're 20 and you're 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 with somebody, y'all been together for a long time. You are 23 you've been with somebody for a long time, um, we've never broken up. You know, I know there's there's that misconception. If you've been with somebody for a long time, y'all people tell us that y'all had to have broken up a thousand times. Like we've never been apart because we- really, didn't. no, never.
0: All right. Well, Brittany, it was it was really great to hear that, and I I I definitely vouch for it. One of the reasons I asked you that question was just simply because I think I think it's beautiful to see black love. I think it's beautiful to see black partnerships, and with everything going on in the world, in the black community, we need we need strong black couples. You know, we need that black love. We need um, that support system, and we need we both need to support each other. That's how we Absolutely. create our communities, you know. And mm-hmm. I love that that you mentioned being faith based. You know having that faith installed in your relationships. Like I want our community to thrive. I want to see great. I want to hear and and see greatness in our black communities. Absolutely. Yeah. So Brittany, you guys, you know, shout out to your husband. I know he's probably next to you, (laughs) Um, but you know, I'm I'm proud of you guys and what you guys are doing in your community. Um, Guys, this has been the end of our interview. You know, we might have bring you back in the future. We'll I see. hope so. <laughs> I absolutely, think everybody will enjoy this this interview. And thank you for being so open to sharing your wealth with and everybody. Thank you for having me, for sure. I'm, absolutely, girl, it was amazing, guys. This has been Ed with uh, the Masterpiece Podcast. Make sure you tune in to all our next episodes. Um, make sure you share share this with your black friends, ladies and gentlemen. Share this with everybody, and uh, let's let's spread the wealth. Let's do good, you know. Let's make money. Let's make those coins. So, until next time, I'll check y'all later. Love ya, bye, Brittany.
1: See ya, bye bye.
0: Thank you for staying locked in on episode twelve of the Masterpiece Podcast. Um, if you want more information, make sure you subscribe at www.masterspeacekdc.com where you will find my blog, Instagram, podcast, and everything uh, happening in the future. As always, you can also leave your comments by checking me and following me on uh, Instagram. It's masters Masterspiece. that's masters peace, not like Peace the rapper, masters with an S, peace. I'll catch y'all later on the next episodes. Stay safe. Bye.